And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against networkers who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's going on, guys? Zach here. Hope you're having an amazing day. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you a uh, the last three of the six rules for MLM retention, and I'm going to be sharing this with you in the form of a recorded call that we did with our team just last week. So, <clears throat> just like the lesson on creating unity with the bonsai analogy, and then the first rules for creating retention in MLM, this is a episode for the last three of six rules for creating retention in MLM. So hopefully you enjoy this. And before I go ahead and queue up the actual you know, recording, I want to uh, ask you a favor. If you haven't done so yet, could you go down right now and while you're listening, leave a review on the show, specifically if you're on iTunes. Um, if you're on a droid of some kind, a review would be exceptionally helpful as well. But I'm particularly asking for those of you using an Apple device, listening on the iTunes, uh, you know, your podcast app. If you scroll down to the bottom, you hit write a review, you can basically hit the five stars and then write a review. That would be immensely awesome. The reason I ask is because we have been, I've received, I don't even know, so many, so many compliments on the podcast. And it's really, really humbling to get those. And um, I really enjoy them. But when I look at the ratings, there's just like not even close to as many ratings as we've received compliments. And so if you have received value from this, I would be super grateful if you went down in and did that. That would be awesome. And uh, with that, uh, let's go ahead and cue up the recording. So the first three, we already remember them. The second three have a little bit more to do with a pers personalized relationships, if you will. So as we talked about before, um, the business is a business of relationships. If you have bad relationships in your team, it's not good, okay? The reason that you have stability in an organization is because there's good relationships in there. People follow people, not product. So if you have a bunch of good relationships, people are likely to stay. If you have less good relationships, people are likely to leave. Now, the way to kind of blanket statement good relationships is responsibility in relationships. Now, most people don't really know what responsibility in relationship looks like. Even if you have good relationships, you might not know how to have good relationships in business. It's much, much different. Good relationships as friends is one thing. Good relationships in business is another. So some of this might sound really obvious to you. Some of it might not sound obvious. 
I can almost guarantee that you're all really high quality people. You're all going to hear the things I say and you're all going to agree with them probably and be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I would like to operate that way. Nothing will be shocking to you, but it might just be like pointing out the things that you've done in your life that have been good and just making sure that you continue to do them in an area like this. Make sense? Remember, passive income does not exist unless something continues to happen. Pretty obvious, right? So unless business continues to happen, the passive income will not be there. So you have to have retention in your team. Cool? All right, so rule number four is don't mess with people's money. Now, uh, this is obvious in the way I say it. Don't screw with someone's money. Don't steal from anyone. But I'm going to give you a few examples that are less obvious. Actually, I'll probably just give you one for sake of time, but it's going to be pretty clear. So let's, we're all online, right? We're all like in different areas of the country. So thankfully, we're not going to be handling each other's money too often. But let's just give an example like we, go to, we all go to a conference together, right? There's a conference once a year. We just passed it, so it'll be a little while before we have another one. But let's say, let's say we all you know, have a little, uh, have, go to a conference or have, like a, have an event together. And we all go into a different location and we're all staying in hotels. We're all going to go to the conference. And let's say me and, you know, Joe are staying in the same hotel room together along with like two other guys, which I'm not going to do. But let's just say that's the case, right? And let's say Joe comes and, you know, this dude and this dude and Joe forgets his wallet. Joe forgets his wallet and, you know, for some reason he doesn't have Venmo. So he's like, oh my gosh, dude, Zach, I feel so bad, bro. I like, I can't. I can't pay you right now for the hotel. I'm like, I know it's only like a hundred bucks, but like, I just can't pay you because my wallet's gone and I left my phone and my dog ate my phone or whatever, but it's legit. Let's just say something is legit. He actually can't pay me right now. I'm like, okay, dude, like it's all good. Like, let's go to the event. Let's do our thing. And um, you, you take care of it later. Cool. Sounds good. We go to the event, everything's done and we all go home. And next time, let's say I'm like, I'm around Joe and Joe sees me again. And he's like, Hey dude, like, um, Oh man, I, I know I need to get you that hundred bucks, but like, bro, I, like I was driving today. I hit a freaking nail. I got a flat tire and I, I got to take care of the tire thing, man. But like, I promise you next paycheck, I got you, bro. And I'm like, okay. Like I honestly, I probably forgot about the hundred bucks. So I'm like, okay. Like, Hey, no worries, man. It's all good. Give me next time. Now let's say he leaves and you know, flat tires thing, whatever. And next time I see Joe, he next, he like comes he wants to come to the team call or he wants to like have a phone call with me in person or whatever, or maybe he wants to meet up. How comfortable are you around someone that you owe money to? Do you think Joe's comfort is getting higher with me or lower with me? If he continues to forget or not have the ability to pay me back his hundred bucks, is he becoming more comfortable with me or less comfortable with me? less comfortable, right? He's going to, are you, do, do people generally avoid those that they owe money to? Yeah, they do. So how smart is it for me to have my own downline avoiding me because something as stupid as a hundred dollars or the same exa example works with $5, by the way, five, 10 bucks, the exact same thing. The bottom line is don't let money come in between your relationships. That sounds obvious, right? Everyone knows that to let money be in the way of relationships. Okay. So how do you avoid it? Don't lend people money. Bottom line, just don't lend people money. And in fact, I would do as little finagling with money with your team as humanly possible. As little as possible. So what if you literally need to help out Joe? Like Joe's at the hotel room, like what's he gonna do, go home? No, in that case, I'm gonna give him the 100 bucks. 
Now, that's not going to usually happen. I gave kind of an extreme example of $100. If anything happens, it's like 5 or $10 in these situations, like McDonald's, right? Or you're going to Wendy's or something. But in that case, I'm literally going to buy Joe's Wendy's, and we're going to be done with it. Like, hey, Joe, it's all good, man. I got you. Don't worry about it. We're not paying, you're not paying me back. We're good. It's a gift, and it's done. You don't have to pay me back. I don't want, you, I don't want him to feel that way. Now, if you can't sustain giving someone 10 bucks, then don't give them the money. I can't give it to you. I don't have it. But give someone money, if, if anything. Now, don't, no one can ask me for money right now. But that's what I'm saying. Like, don't do it. Just give it. Okay? And you don't have to give it. But if you're going to lend someone, just give it. Don't let a, a lend. Don't let a borrower relationship come in the way of someone that could explode in your business and give you a massive, massive income. Did you know that a six-figure in income in your team, if you sponsor a six-figure earner, bare minimum, bare minimum is like six grand a month. For you, do you know that? So I'm not going to let a stupid thing like 50 bucks, $5, $10 at Wendy's screw up that. I'm just going to give it to them. Make sense? Okay, number two, or number five. Don't mess with people's ego. See, after this phone call, within two weeks, you're all going to forget what I said today, but you're going to remember how Ashley or I made you feel. You probably look back on most of your relationships, you don't remember what most people said to you, but you remember how they made you feel when you left them. So don't screw with people's ego because that makes them feel worse. Now, again, sounds obvious, right? But Guys do this all the time specifically. Girls do it too in, in like sneaky ways. Guys are more overt, so it's an easier example. But let's say like a lot of guys will come into business and they're like ready to hit things hard, right? Even a lot of women will do this too. But they'll, they're ready to hit things hard and they'll like be like, they'll kind of proclaim how awesome they're going to be. So let's just say that like Jonathan Stringer comes in to the group and he's like, it's like, bro, man, dude, I'm going to crush everyone. Dude. He get, you know, we have him talk for a second. We have him introduce himself. He's brand new. He's like, hey, what's up, guys? My name is Jonathan Stringer. And man, dude, I am so pumped. I have a career in sales. Like, oh, man, I'm probably going to have like 500 applicants next week. And I'm probably going to sponsor like 30 people, dude. I am so pumped, man. Like, I heard about, I heard about all these people sponsoring all those people. <clears throat> man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. I'm going to crush everyone. I'm going to smoke everyone. It's going to be awesome. And then, like, we give the microphone or the, the mic to Marquise. Marquise jumps in. He's like, man, my name's Marquise. I'm amazing, right? And um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, like, I'm going to build my funnel. I'm going to be real legit with it. I'm going to make, make it to be real organized. But when I launch it, I'm going to just, like, dude, I'm going to smoke everyone. I'm probably going to make six figures in, like, a year. Drop the mic. Two weeks from now, comes on, you know, Jonathan, Marquise is all here. We're all excited. And... And I'm like, hey, Jonathan, what's up, man? Hey, Jonathan, hey, why don't you tell everybody, tell everybody what happened this past week? How'd your campaign go? And I don't know, what, I don't know what happened. Hey, how'd your campaign go? And Jonathan's like, well, you know, I mean, like, I ran a campaign, and um, you know, the influencer kind of like was paying to work with a little bit, and uh, so I ran it, and um, I got, I got like, I got like twenty, like twenty applicants, and. Um, you know, like no one really picked up, and uh, and you know, actually, but somehow my my best friend found out what I was doing and like was totally making fun of me and stuff. And uh, yeah. And then what if I took the mic back and I was like, oh, Mr. Stringer, not as easy as it seems now, is it there, buddy? I thought you were going to smoke everyone, thinking that I'm motivating him, right? Or, I'm, or, or Marquise, and Marquise like, hey, man, like, I was putting together my funnel and um, you know, it's actually a little more complicated than I thought. Like I thought it was going to be super easy. I thought I'd be able to like do the six-figure thing like within a year. Um, but it looks like it might be a little more time. And I jump in, I'm like, 
Oh, bro. Well, looks like looks like six figures is a little bit harder than you think now, isn't it, Marquise? Hey, man, you'll get it eventually, buddy. You'll get it. Yeah, you'll get. You'll learn the ropes soon. I use them as example because they're both crushing it. But how stupid would that be of me? That'd be horribly dumb. Like, would it probably be pretty funny? Yeah. Would everyone laugh? Sure. Would I laugh? Yeah. Would they laugh in the moment? Maybe. Would I feel good because I like, you know, kind of like gave another guy like a nice jab? Like, maybe. But how stupid is that to make me or to make myself feel a little better by like taking a jab at someone? Number one, that's just wrong in any relationship. It's really wrong in an upline downline relationship because that person is trusting you to coach them, to help lead them. And I am getting an ego fix, a narcissistic ego fix, so that I can feel a little bit better, but I'm screwing up their whole world. They're, gonna, they're not going to remember the words I said most likely, but they're going to remember how that felt. And that's not going to feel good. If I really made Stringer feel that way, do you think he wants to be around me? There's no way he wants to be around me. So remember, guys, I'm talking to you right now. We all like to jab and have fun. And in private, that's fine. If you, walked in, if you were flying well with me and Steve, you'd be like, oh, dear Lord, these people are psycho. Because we make fun of each other like left, right, and center. But if we're in a public setting, you better believe I'm not saying anything sideways to him. Why is that? Well, go to last week's call and you'll understand. But I don't want to hurt his ego, too. Oh, you can't hurt his ego. You better believe I can hurt his ego. Not because I'm me, but because I'm another man and I can make fun of I can do something to hurt his ego. So don't be stupid. Prioritize how that person is going to feel over your ego with ladies. Okay. And we don't have time to get into this. We're probably going to go like five minutes over tonight. Oh my gosh. We're like turning into ridiculous people. We've gone like five minutes over like every call. Um, but we're going to go like five minutes over tonight. You, if you need to jump off, please just jump off. It's all good. Um, ladies you're more likely to do the sideways thing the underneath the, the under like like the like the what would you call it like the double-sided compliment right you know what i mean more than i know what i mean but i've seen it happen in my, my own two eyes that's hurting an ego or at the very least it's putting a splinter in someone that you don't need to put a splinter in your crossline relationships keep them pure your upline downline keep them pure prioritize the relationship rather than how you feel because that leads me into number three. I'm talking to both members of the gender spectrum here. Don't mess with someone's relationship slash spouse. What Ashley and I came from and what we're trying to build here is a place that people can feel safe. Now, I'm not saying you're not going to feel challenged from a business perspective. You will. But what I'm saying is safe from a personal perspective and a relationship perspective. I want to hold events where you can come and bring your family, bring your kids, bring your wife, bring your husband, and you feel 100% confident that not only can you leave your wallet on the table and walk away for three hours, but you can leave your kids around and you can leave your wife hanging out and no one's going to hit on your wife. No one's going to give her a massage. No one's going to do any of that stuff. And no one's going to be saying stupid things in front of your kids. The kids are going to come home and be like, hey, what does this word mean? We are wanting to create an environment just like that, okay, where people can feel safe. Now, a lot of things in this world are driving like a wedge through the man and woman relationship, right? Or just the, just the love relationship. We'll call it that, right? Whatever. Inclusive. They're driving a wedge in between things, right? You see guys being portrayed as incompetent morons on TV. You see 
guys talking down about women and you see women talking about guys calling them stupid, right? When you go to corporate world, work, workplace situations, guys and guys or women, they're flirting with people they shouldn't be flirting with, right? They go on work trips and they're maybe not, they're maybe not doing anything that's like categorically bad, but they're doing things that probably shouldn't, they probably shouldn't be having certain conversations or hanging out at the bar at night, having drinks together or spending that much time together at like in, you know, like in direct contact at work. Right. So why do I say all that? Because we don't want to have that kind of crap on the team. I'll give you a few examples. You've probably noticed that in communication with a lot of you are probably communicating with Ashley on a more daily basis, right? If you're talking, if you're being coached by us, you're probably communicating with Ashley. We're always talking together, but she's probably your, your point of contact. Do you notice that she's, if you're a guy, she's not talking directly to you generally. I'm on the message. We're copying each other on it so that everything is just an open communication. If I was going to go meet up with a prospect or a team member and it was a girl, I don't care who the, women is, who the woman is, I am going to bring Ashley or I'm going to invite a third person to that. And if I absolutely can't do it, I'll go to a public place. I'm not going to say, hey, let's do a meeting. Um, hey, uh, you know, new girl, let's do a meeting. And why don't you just come over to the house and we'll do a one-on-one. And, uh, Ashley's, and Ashley's gone for some reason. Like, how dumb is that? Now, I'm not saying anything would happen, but do you really want, do you think it's really smart for Ashley to have thoughts about that chick the first time she's coming to the team? Probably not. How excited, by the way, let's just say that happened. Now, I'm not that stupid. Let's just pretend that I had a one-on-one -on -one meeting with another gal at the house by myself. Nothing happened, but I just did a one-on-one -on -one business presentation. And Ashley obviously would find out. Do you think Ashley is warm and fuzzies about that girl? Regardless of whose fault it is, just situation as it is. Does Ashley have warm and fuzzies? Do you have warm and fuzzies? I mean, probably. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's the best okay. example. I feel uh, like okay. probably not. Probably not, though. What about, what about this? I'm in, I'm, we're, we're, we're at an event and I'm talking about the fact that like, I, I'm trying to gain weight, right? I'm trying to gain like five pounds of muscle, trying to get to 205, right? Or uh, that would be a lot more than five pounds. It'd be like 15 uh, or 20. I'm trying to get like 200 pounds of muscle. So I'm like, you know, talking about my workout things. I'm talking about my shoulders being sore. And I've seen it. I'm using this example because I've seen this with my own two eyes. And someone comes up to me and they say, oh man, hey. You feeling okay? And this girl comes up to me and starts massaging, she starts massaging my shoulders, right? She starts massaging my shoulders. We're at an event right now and Ashley sees that. Do you have warm and fuzzies? No. Okay, you haven't, she had, no, the warm and fuzzies are gone now. So now they're gonna, I officially killed the warm and fuzzies. But the answer is no. In the regular corporate world, is that fairly normal? Normal-ish? Could you see that happening? I've seen it happening. I'll just tell you right now, I've seen it happening. You don't want that. See, if there is a divide, if there's a wedge in a relationship, you're automatically crushing the retention. You're crushing retention and you're crushing a personal relationship in some ways. In physical touch stuff, right? If I go, if Ashley goes up to a guy on the team, she, she's not going to a guy on the team and giving him a full frontal assault. Like, oh, it's great to see you. Wow. Like leg around, leg around, you know, hello. That's not happening. Again, overt, but that kind of stuff happens in the normal business world, full frontal assaults, right? People like hanging on each other, right? Things like that. 
if you're meeting up with a guy or a girl, like if you're not sure what to do, this is what you do. You give a high five or like a side hug. You don't want, if you have a team, let's just give you an example. You have a team. I'll give you a real example. How about that? I had a, I had a pretty good friend. He um, was 31 years old, bodybuilder, good looking dude, whatever. Good looking guy. He had a great team, solid as a rock. He kept everything pure with his relationships. He started like getting a little bit too close with this one chick down on his team. This was one of the, one of his biggest leaders. It started off as nothing, you know, side hugs turned into frontal hugs, turned into texting. That relationship ended up getting so far down the road. These are both solid moral people, strong Christian people. They ended up having an affair and the whole team exploded. It was 800 grand gone for that guy. Literally, I saw it vanish with my own two eyes. And the entire team under it crumbled, all because people couldn't handle the relationships. Now, that's an extreme example. I know a lot of you, you're like, I would never do that. And I believe you, you never would. But why would you open the door for something that could go bad? And even if you wouldn't even open that door, how stupid is it to spend all of this time learning these systems, sponsoring people, going to learn the warm market stuff? How dumb is it to learn all these things to sponsor someone, to say that you're going to help them, to actually build a business with them, only to put a seed of doubt in their mind because you can't stop looking at his wife. How dumb is that? Someone in your downline needs to trust you so that you can help them. Trust is the first ingredient of this. If someone doesn't trust you, you can't build a team with them. You might think that you can, but you can't. Because if they're always kind of got their eye that way when they're working with you, that's a time bomb. See, what you need is something called, whatever, I'll say. You need something called a heartstring to keep people in. You can keep people in when they're making money and when they're having a lot of fun, but the real way you keep them in is a heartstring. When someone feels connected with you, do you know when they connect? Do you know when they feel connected with you? When you serve them and when they trust you. If you serve someone and they trust you implicitly, that person, you couldn't blow that person out with a nuclear warhead. But if you break that trust, by something as simple as too many texts going on with the opposite sex with someone you shouldn't be, you break that trust with doing full frontal assaults. I don't know about you, this might sound a little bit too intense for you, but I promise you, I promise you, most of the women on your team are gonna be excited that there's a place that they feel safe. Is that correct? Absolutely. Okay, guys, girls, let me give you all a, a little secret of, 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 of the business. Women are the reason that businesses and network marketing stay together. They're the glue of the business, the glue. If women don't feel safe or they don't feel trust, they're not gonna be super pumped to be there. And guess what? If Ashley's not super happy with what I'm doing, it's one of two things is gonna happen. Either I'll eventually float away from the business or I'll float away from the relationship. So you want women to feel that there's trust there and guys want to feel it too. I want to be able to leave Ashley in a room and know that she's not going to get hit on. I want to be able to leave Ashley in a room. And if I see, if I see Steve around, if I see Steve Schwartz hanging around, I know implicitly that Steve's not looking at Ashley in any funky ways. In fact, he's probably acting as her big brother. And if some other guy comes up and gives her, some loser come give her a full frontal assault, I trust Steve to be her big brother. That's the culture we want, where the guys are the, are the ladies' big brothers and the women aren't feeling like this is a show. This makes sense? 
So anyway, this could sound like it's too overt, but I hope it doesn't. I hope you understand that today's culture is trying to drive a wedge in between people, weaken relationships, and we want to create a place that has standards that, where people feel safe and that we can actually like grow together. I think it's all, I mean, it's all, our entire business rides on the environment and the culture, obviously, and rides on our activity and doing the things that we need to do to build that business, but the longevity of it rides on the culture. And I think for all of us, we all just want to feel safe. We want to be able to tr like feel trust. And when we feel that security, like it takes so much weight and pressure off of us. Like it's not clutter cluttering our minds, thinking about things and concerns that we don't need to be thinking about that we can then just focus on the people that we're serving and building our business. So totally. So to leave here, remember, don't mess with people's money, don't mess with anyone's ego, and don't mess with anyone's relationship or spouse. Listen to the earlier three from two weeks ago. Those are the first three rules of retention. This was the second three. And listen to Don't Be a Bonsai. All right. Well, hopefully you found value in that. And uh, this was really, these are always really fun for, for us to share. Obviously, we had a, a condensed period of time on that particular call. We could have gone down into a lot more depth in each of them. But I think you got the point uh, on each of the three uh, or each of the three last rules out of the six rules of retention. So make sure that you apply these and you could be on your way to having a team that you build once and get paid on forever rather than continuing to rebuild a team. Um, I could give you lots of examples of this done right and this done wrong. Um, I guess I'll give you kind of one of each right now just to kind of help drill this home. So let's say, let, let's talk about something done wrong. So I've seen... I'm going to try to leave out some of the uh, intense details just to kind of, you know, protect the innocent, if you will, or the guilty, however you want to look at it. But I've seen teams that are really, really big, generating lots of money. I mean, I'm talking, well, it doesn't matter. I mean, multiple, multiple six or seven figures of, of revenue for, or excuse me, of profit for the, uh, you know, for the person at the top. And then, you know, lots of six figure earners in the team and even seven figure earners. And the teams will completely fall apart, like, no, not kidding, completely fall apart because the there was never these rules in place in the team. The relationships were all out of whack. Um, if you want to talk about how to grenade a team exceptionally fast, the 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 two major ones that will do it is, is the ego thing, screwing up people's egos. Um, that's number one. And number two is screwing with people's spouses slash relationships. And funny enough the one of the one of the examples that i'm using in my head right now is that when the team fell apart the, the person at the top went from probably i would say i'm mean, gonna be guessing in the neighborhood of 50 to 60 70 thousand a month in profit for themselves all the way down to like maybe four to eight grand a month in profit um and Basically, what grenaded the team is, uh, number one, his ego was significantly out of whack. He couldn't take uh, the fact that people would rise up in the team and would constantly kind of try to make his leaders fall in line with his own ideology. Otherwise, like, he would black blacklist them. And the second thing is the relationships. He was not married. He had a girlfriend. Um, but he basically had a way of not treating women properly. I just kind of leave it there. And uh, so he kind of, you know, went around where he shouldn't have gone around, probably in his team. But what that did is it set an example for his entire group and his entire group 
would basically like, you know, they would go to a business event and then at night they would do like a party and the party would basically be like a college hookup fest, even though these people were all, you know, older than that. Um, and so, you know, this person's, you know, hooking up with that person, this person's hooking up with that person, this one's flirting with that person. And they, you know, these, they, they these might be completely, you know, out of wedlock, right? Like people aren't necessarily married. Maybe no one's even cheating on each other. But when you have a bunch of cross line people, you know, flirting and sleeping around, and then you kind of bring in the emotional drama um, into a business that is built on relationships, it can cause a huge amount of problems. And so that's what happened. And his team basically uh, completely imploded in, a hand, in, in under a year. And so that's one example. The second example I can give you is uh, there was a guy, um, similar income, probably, actually probably bigger than that. Um, his biggest month was like 400-something thousand. And he had a rock-solid team. I mean, this team was rock solid. Bottom line is this. He slept with, uh, he was married, and then he slept with someone in his downline that he wasn't married to. And that one action just completely devastated the trust in the team. And he went from, you know, 800,000 to a million or so um, a year, all the way down to about 100 grand a year. Like, literally crushed the business, just murdered it. So, that one can severely jack everything up. The second one is ego. Um, I've already kind of given you the example. The last guy, ego can thoroughly mess things up. Uh, also, poor communication when giving feedback. If you've got people that are really crushing it on your team, um, even if you don't, so if you even if they're just normal, just normal people just doing volume, but they're not really doing anything, you do not want to hurt their ego because they will leave. If you've got a leader on your team and you hurt their ego, you need to give them feedback, but you don't edify them first you don't sandwich it, those people will get pissed and eventually they might leave. So remember, the reason that you don't learn how to communicate properly is because your ego is out of whack. So the ego thing stems into almost every area. You get your your ego in check, you have a really solid chance of communicating properly. That means you have a way better chance of not you know, making people angry at you because if people are angry at you, they eventually will leave. If you make them angry long enough, they leave. So um, remember, the number one reason that people leave organizations in and out of network marketing is not because of pay. It's because of lack of appreciation. So make sure that you do that. Um, on the good side of things, uh, I have seen teams that were built in the 80s, and they're still rock solid today. And in fact, they've grown. And they've grown in spite of you know technology changes and all of these things. Um, you know, I mean, they're, they're, some of them are fairly stagnant today because they didn't necessarily adapt to the new marketing changes. But their retention is so strong that their core business is is still in place. You know, thirty years later, and the reason that they're in place is because they harbor these traits. Um, they teach these traits into their team. That's where I learned them. <clears throat> The, the the main guy that I really learned these from, uh, he went from zero to you know uh, six figures in about seven years. It took him a really long time. Then he went to six figures to seven figures in like three more years. So zero to ten years went from zero to seven figures, and since then he's you know multiple multiple seven figures uh, makes like six figures a week uh, or better than that. So he does very well for himself, and his team is solid as a rock. And the reason is is because he learned how to communicate. He communicates properly to his team, doesn't offend them. That doesn't mean he's not strong with them. He's very strong, one of the strongest personalities I know. But he doesn't lead with the offense, right? He sandwiches his feedback. 
so he, he appreciates so number one he communicates properly number two he appreciates his people you know lack of appreciation again is the reason that people leave number three his ego is in check he he i'm not saying you have to be a spiritual person but he's a godly man so he submits to something other than himself so again i'm not saying you have to be a faith-based person but you can't think that you're the center of your of the universe you have to have like live a life of servitude and be in check to something else something else or someone else has to be a mentor in a mentor role for you otherwise most likely your ego is going to get completely out of whack number four he has never screwed with anyone's spouse and he also he makes that a standard in his team so again even outside of people being married, the standard is that if you want to go hook up with someone, whatever, that's your own personal choice, but don't do it on the team. The team is not a meat market. It's not a Tinder app. If you want to go be on Tinder and hook up with people on Fridays, fine, but use Tinder. Don't use you know, your friend's downline. Don't use someone in the cross line. Don't use, a mar- don't use your business event because you do that enough times, that starts to perpetuate. Emotional drama takes over and people quit because of emotional drama, not because of a business reason, and then the team falls apart. So he's kept that in place the whole way through, right? And then the other business rules that we went over uh, in the last episode, he does as well. So anyway, that should give you some hope that if you do this right... You know, you have to learn how to perform well. You have to learn how to market. You know that. And if you don't learn how to market, you'll never grow a team. But the worst thing that you could do is spend all of this effort growing a team and then watching it fall apart because you never learned how to lead properly. Leading does not mean iron-handed fist. Leading does not mean dictatorship. Leading means having influence and having influence for a long period of time. And really, if you're going to boil it down to something else, it's influence and people following you. You know, if people continue to follow you, then you continue to lead. But you don't lead generally. Like, people don't follow you. They'll follow you for a short period of time because of your performance. They'll follow you for a short period of time because you know how to do business better than they do, and they're going to listen to you because of that. That's why they listen to you at first. But long term, they follow you because you have character as well. You have credibility and character. Those are the two ingredients. You get the credibility from your performance. You get the character from, well, your character. And again, these examples that I gave you of teams that fell apart, the leader had high performance but low character and everything blew up. The example I give you, the guy that took his team for, you know, that still goes on today, he has high performance and high character. So hopefully it gives you hope that you can build a team that could last literally forever um, or for at least as long as you're around and potentially, you know, your next generation or potentially longer than that, but at the very least, as long as you're around and that should be your first goal. And so anyway, hopefully you found value in this. And with that, uh, if you haven't done so, final reminder, if you don't mind, go down to the bottom of the podcast, hit five stars, write a review. It'd be super beneficial for us. I greatly appreciate the compliments that a lot of you have been giving us either through email or you're talking to someone on our team and you're giving these compliments. We're very, very grateful for that. Thank you. Uh, But the best way that you can give us those compliments is actually in the actual like podcast review section um, on your on your app lastly if you want this content in other forms or you want to join the private discussion group go to mlmsalesfunnels.com you can request to join it is a free group to join just answer a few questions and we will let you in assuming you're not a spammer and again that's mlmsalesfunnels.com if you haven't got the basic layer knowledge on how to build a 
leveraged or automated recruiting system. That's a recruiting system that brings people to you automatically. So you no longer have to spend any time prospecting ever um, and, and or enroll people automatically into your business. Go to MLMRebelsBlueprint.com and you can download that for free. So anyway, uh, that's it. Hopefully you found value in this today. Appreciate you all and talk to you all soon. Thank mm-hmm. you.